you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> hey, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, it's Big Bad, Benny yes, Little. Yes, well, thanks for buzzing me in, mate. Yeah. I literally couldn't have gotten the studio without you. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Let's go. Hey, our special guest this week. I, mate, you have no idea how excited I am to get this guy on the blower. Oh. He's uh, one of my favourite human beings. He's yeah, played over 150 games in the NRL before moving to the UK for a stint with both Lee and Huddersfield in the Super League, and recently had a bit of a go in France as well, which Ooh. I'm looking forward to hearing about. He played 35 games for the mighty blue and gold, and I'm happy to say he was one of the smartest and cheekiest I played alongside Benny. Um, I'm also excited to say that. Tonight, we get to hear some of his story, what he's been up to. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport is NRL player Nathan Peets. Nathy, thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, boys. Nice to be here. Nice to talk to you. Sure. Mate, welcome back. When did you, when did you land on our shores again? Uh, landed on Monday morning. So a bit of a journey with the three kids, obviously. So, oh. yeah, a bit of an effort. And a bit of, our plane got struck by lightning uh, just before we landed in Singapore. So, that's always good to hear. Yeah. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> that's always good. So, it, had a stop over for six hours in Singapore where they looked at the plane, so it dragged on. But um, we got here safe in the end of the day. That's the main thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, not looking forward to doing that again if I have to do it, but that was all good. How old are the kids, mate? What's the breakdown? Uh, seven, four, and 18 months. Oh, uh, you're kidding. And little mateys too. Like They're not, yeah, I'm guessing they're, they're not full of energy. <laughs> yeah, they're my kids, so they're, they're, yeah. they're lunatics. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're actually really good. They're used to flying, uh, which is... Um, a funny thing with just because obviously we live in the Gold Coast, so we've always been flying back and forth to Sydney and seeing family, and then yeah. um, flying overseas and then travelling it through Europe, which is you know, obviously a blessing. You know what I mean? But they're used to um, to flying, which is good. So they actually weren't too bad. So I'll give them credit. All right, nah, it's probably well, me. I'm I'm the one with anxiety on the plane. So yeah, yeah, you've been the hardest part. Before Joe yeah, had to put up with you, mate. What happened? Uh, Tell us about the Albi Tigers. What happened there? You uh, played a bit of footy in France. Yeah, so I went to Lee last year really late. Obviously, finished up with Titans, and then COVID sort of was at its peak. So, no clubs are really signing on in the UK. And you know, I thought my time in NRL was up, but kept getting little little bits of hints here and there, and meeting clubs and talking clubs. Just never, never, you know, came through. So, went to Lee, which they were the new team in the Super League. I'm um, obviously got um, pushed up because Toronto pulled out. Yeah. Um, anyway, signed there, went over there. And it just wasn't what I expected. I think we lost our first ten games. And they just we were just, a, they were just they were nice guys there, but just a level below. You know, I mean, they just won't up to the Super League thing. So uh, myself and Nate Pedro, who I played with at the Gold Coast Titans, we um, got loaned out to we asked to leave and sort of they say loaned and we went to Huddersfield and um, had a really good time there. Played with Chris McQueen and Ricky Latelli and oh, nice. yeah, you yeah. know Luke Yates. Luke Yates. They had a really good team there. I think we won like eight from the last twelve. And um, I was super keen to stay there. Me and Ian Watson, the coach, we got along really well. Um, they'd already signed Danny Levi for the next year, and they already had their seven quotas spots filled up. So I just couldn't get snuck in there. So then um, I was supposed to go to Hull FC. They, when we asked what we wanted for money-wise, they sort of shit themselves a little bit because they're not really into the UK is so tight with their money with the club, um, yeah. and, and it's because of COVID and the crowd and the funding's just not as good. So that fell through. And then the last club was Salford, same sort of thing. Got, got the money side of it, got the crunch time. They pulled out. So I, I was like, within two years, I've been sort of chewed up and spat out of the NRL and then the same thing sort of happened in the UK obviously different circumstances with money and I was sitting there going I can't believe because I actually played really well at Huddersfield I had a really good time there and we were winning games and it was actually really fun so I was like I can't believe this has happened two years in a row and then 
the French thing come up, I got hit up to go over there. And Eddie Pettibourne, who obviously I'm good friends with, oh, yeah, yeah. we grew up in the same area and played for South and Gold Coast together. He's like, brother, come over here and play. Like, it's cruise yards. You play from October till May. They pay you a good euro. They pay for your rent car. And so I was like, oh, fuck. Instead of, you know, holding on and trying to get a Super League gig, I said, let's just go there. So we went over there. And, um, mate, it was, it was class. You know, the first two months, it was like minus five in the morning. It was really tough in the morning. Yeah. Like freezing cold, worse than England. I was like, I can't believe I've come here. And then um, we lost our first two games. I think the team was one from seven. Yeah. And then after Christmas, we we... Played James Maloney's team and they had a really good team. We just beat, just got beat by them. We ended up winning six in a row and then the weather got better and we started we're coming fourth and it was it just become really fun. All the we got to know all the boys and all the families and it became really good and it was actually sad to leave. So yeah. we ended up losing the quarter final. But I think I'll go back there. Like if I don't get a gig anywhere else, I think we'll go back. Like it's, we just the last two weeks we've been in Italy traveling. Like it's just fun. You know what I mean? So right. um, yeah, it's it's like it's like I'd, I'd I'd level it out to be like Ron Massey Cup level. So yeah. you train twice a week. It's crew. I do my own weights during the day. We go for coffees. We do nothing all day. Train twice a week. Get paid good money. Like it's honestly it's a breeze. You know what I mean? And it's good for the old rig. I don't have to take it too serious. That's probably what the main thing. Else. You know what it's like when you play the, yeah. the top level for so long. The, the scrutiny and the pressure of it. But this one was just just crazy. I was playing the, I was playing the dinner suit half the time. It was just more fun. You know? <laughs> so. Well, I've got two things I'm going to ask you about from what you just said. One, about if you can get a gig somewhere. I reckon, there's, I've said this a few times on air, there's a real shortage of good of good hookers in the comp. And I don't, I don't know what your plans are and what you want to do, but there's they don't make good hookers anymore. And and if I look back at my career, I played 11 years and you are probably one of the best hookers I've got to play with. Um, are you, is NRL an option? Is that a consideration or are you looking at something a bit lower? Uh, yeah, I... I, th- I thought it was gone. Like when they when they changed the rules, I, so, you know, at Titans, I come off the bench the first two games in 2020, and then, then we had the eight-week COVID break, and they, they changed, when they changed the rules. Oh, that general. dumb rule. I'm so glad we I retired back, before that. Back, yeah, we came back. We came back round three. We got beat by the Cowboys, and I actually didn't play too bad. And then Justin Holbrook dropped, like, six of us. And he just said, you didn't do anything wrong, mate. We just, we needed, we're desperate for a win. And then, then that's what, it just, I, I was out for the next eight weeks. So the rule changes, so the NRL just went bang, click my finger, rule change. And someone like me who's made their career on working hard and doing yeah, the right yeah. Not the flamboyant type, the, the rule change really blew me off the park, you know what I mean? And then I came back and I can handle the fitness of it because I've always been fit, but it's just so fast. And I, and I started thinking, oh, maybe I'm not up to it anymore. And then when no club wanted to sign me after Tigers, and then some other guys get signed, I think, geez, how bad, how, how bad did I play the last year or two, you know what I mean? Did I even get, I didn't get a freaking sniff at somewhere, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I agree with what you said. I look at some of the teams, I don't think there's, there's I'm not I'm not sitting here being envious or jealous. Like, there's not there's not a lot of good nines running around these days. Agreed, there are good yeah. ones, things, but then sometimes I see they go, maybe maybe I, I um I'd be a good handy pickup for a club, but in saying that I'm not really like I'm not sitting here jealous or sad. Like if I don't get yeah, I I think that ship sailed to be honest. But if, if it did, I, I know I can handle it. But at the same time, I'm not upset. Yeah, I mean I've had a good career, and um if that boat sailed, then that boat sailed. You know what I mean? But I still think I can go to the Super League and do a job over there. You know what I mean? The game's a lot different to NRL. So, but if it, like I said, if it doesn't, I'll just go back to France and. Yeah. Live the life for another seven, eight months and have fun and take my family through Europe and we'll stay longer next time. We'll instead of coming home in May, we'll stay for two, three months and travel through the summer, you know what I mean? Instead of coming back here for winter. Yeah. Well so, without without naming names, I reckon you're just looking at the competition, you're probably better than fifty percent of the hookers now. Like if you were jumping this year, like you're already better than most of them. So you wouldn't look out of place. Um what about you're talking about France and I've seen footage of you and I was double checking, was it the French team you were playing for in game one? You got sent off? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my, first, <laughs> my, first two, my first two games, my first two out of three games, I got sent. The first game, first game in there, 
the front row hit me half back late, so I pushed. Yeah, saying, I saw, oh, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? And then it's just a punch on straight away. And then the third game, the, this bloke makes a break. They're really dirty over there. The Frenchies are real, like they're grubs. Like, I, I love it. Like I'm, I'm all for it, but I'm not really a grubby player. Like I'll try and whack hard and defend. Them, yeah. But I'm not really like a rub your face in the ground and put you over. Like, they'll eye you. So anyway, this guy makes a break, steps up fullback, and here I am in diesel mode, tr- trucking down. I ain't tackle. He just gets a hold of my hand and bites down as hard as he can, like clenches You're and kidding. bites my hand. Oh. Yeah, so I've just swung him straight in the head, like bang. And then, then I've got Simbin for slowing the ruck down, professional foul while he's laying down. Like, <laughs> and then both get eye gouge over there, and it's, it's proper grubby. It's like, it's like knockout footy, you know, like the Aboriginal knockout. Like it's really like tough physical footy, but it's not um, overball. But the, the Frenchies are there. They're into it. So, yeah, freaking first game got Simbin. Both like Darcy and that were laughing. Darcy last week. And then course, the third game yeah. got Simbin again, I think. So, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun over there. I liked it. It was a really good experience. So. Did you get to travel much? Did you go around Europe at all while you were there? Mate, after the Super League, we, we got to go to uh, Croatia, Greece, Spain, Canary Islands, oh, wow. Portugal. And then this, this year we went to, um, did Venice and, and, and Sicily for a week before we came back. Like So... Yeah, I mean, it's just more my kids are blessed. Now, the first time I ever left the country was when I played in the 20s for South and we went to New Zealand to play the Warriors. Yeah. You know? So, no, obviously, you know, we always had a roof over our heads. Kids, but my mum was a single mum and we didn't have a lot of money. So, to be able to take my kids to you know, nearly 10 countries and they're only you know, that age is, is, is a blessing and I'm blessed to be able to do that. So, um, yeah. it's obviously not the standard of footy I'd love to be playing, but on the bright side, like I said, I'm 32 this year. I'm not overly fast if I yeah. just stay this level now and just have some fun and travel. Like, where can you... Can you make decent, like pretty decent Euro money to train twice a week and go travel? That's a good point, man. That's a good point. Have you you thought about the American comp, US? No, no. That's Eddie. Eddie Eddie signed over there. Yeah, he signed over there originally for Brooklyn, I think, and then COVID. He went to Serbia. Um, But um, yeah, it's more my my oldest son. He's seven, so my my youngest boy's four. My baby, my daughter, she's eighteen months. They they don't know what date is. They're happy as a cruise. But my son's seven, and he's this will be his. Now we're moving down to this will be his fourth school in twelve months, yeah. so it's getting hard, you know. Like we've been to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one, then if we if we move back there again, like it's 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 more harder for him to, and he's he's not a big fan of the language, you know, because he has to go to French school and stuff. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's the only downfall. Is it's more it's not about me. Like my wife's been here for nine years now, three kids, and I'm, it's always about me as a footy player, selfish kind of thing, which is fine. But they obviously get the good side with the, the you know the money and the life and the house and stuff, and then the nice things that we have, and I'm. I'm blessed to be able to give it to him, but on the flip side, I've, I've had my time. So I think if yeah. if my son's up to it, he doesn't want to go back later. Yeah, I'm not going to force on him. Like I'm happy just to stay here. Yeah. You know, kids are your main priority when you have them, and you know what it's like. You just got to make everyone happy, and that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you spoke about your um your mum as well, like raising you. What um what made you get into footy, and, and how did that journey start? Oh, my old man played first grade. He played like 90 oh, games Jordy, or something yes. like that. He played for, yeah, Bulldogs and South. But um, I mean, mum took me down when I was five. Didn't want to bar of it. Didn't want to play. And then the next year, I asked to go down. And ever since then, I played. I wasn't real good, too. I didn't make any junior rep teams or anything. You know, the first team I made was Hale Matt. Didn't make any of the 13s or, you know, development squads or any school teams. Didn't make, like, New South uh, NHL, what's it called? CCC and stuff like that. I didn't make yeah. those things. Um, and then sort of come good when I was you know you lose that puppy fat and it's freaking I've still got it right I've still got it lost it yeah when I sort of leaned up a bit I got a bit better at 16, 17 I started catching up to the, the big Islander boys and stuff like that so um, but yeah it's just it's just one of those things I've never really been good at any other sport though I'm not really good at footy either but I, have, I try I try yeah, hard to me too um, mate uh, w- when did you realise you were going to have a crack at it as a p- professional career um Hold on, I'm on the phone. Um, wasn't till 
um, probably the second year of twenties, I think it was, and when I was captain of the South team, we went to the grand final. We had great. We had Josh Mansell, Adam Reynolds, Josh Starling. Nice. Um, who else was in there? Dylan Farrell. Um, so you know, there's there's honestly five or six first graders in that team that end up going on good careers. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, I think it was that year where we were dominating and I was thinking, oh, jeez, we're going all right here. I mean, I might be all right. And then went to the first grade squad the next year. It's only on a training trial. I just stayed inside me for November, December, January, February, and then I worked my way in. And then um, the thing that made me the hungriest was on the round one game, We uh, everyone got Armani suits because South was sponsored by Armani. So Giorgio Armani to, like, look in the grouse, you know, 10 yeah, out of 10 suits. And yeah. we went to round one and myself and Josh Mansell, my best mate, one of my best mates, Blake Judd, we were in the training trials and we only had um, under 20 gear, like the shorts and polo. And I said, where's our suits? And then I remember Tony Henderson goes, no, nah, mate, when you play first grade, you get one. And I said, rightio, sweet as. And <laughs> when, I, when, I, when, I, when I debuted round four, soon as John Lang said, Pete, in the team, I went straight up to his door, knocked on his door and he opened and said, where's my suit, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was like, he, even though I was hungry as through preseason trying to prove myself with the training trial, as soon as he said that to me, because I was so embarrassed there because everyone was sitting in their suits who weren't playing and I was, was sitting like, like the water boy, uh, like the ball boys kit, you know what I mean? Like, just, and I was like, oh, this is the one. And then as soon as he said, he said in like a smart ass way, but it actually drove me even harder those first three rounds to prove him, you know what I mean? And as yeah, soon as I got yeah. that thing, I was like, where's my suit, buddy? So, <laughs> um, nah, it's been good, man. I've had a good journey. It's been fun. It's like now it's family, family life, and um, yeah, I'm enjoying that a lot more, that's for sure. Early on in your career, coming through the ranks, was there any senior players who particularly reached out <laughs> to you and made, it, made the transition a bit easier and took you under their wing? Um, it was more more at South. Like uh, I was blessed with the leadership group there. You know, what I mean, when I was real young and um, just naive and cheeky, and you know, I didn't really grow out that cheekiness to I still am, to be honest. But I'm older now. But like when I'm 19 and, and 20 in a, in a first grade school, you had you know Michael Crocker, Roy Tatasi, Sam Burgess, Greg English, uh, Matt King. Yeah. Like yeah. that's intimidating. That's an intimidating leadership group. So that I'd be pulled into the meeting every third week with those boys. You know, what I mean, sit me down saying, "Mate, you're doing it again." You know, like put. But and then as I got older, I realized. Then you know, you went to Para. I was still fairly young. You had your, your Timmy Manor there. You know, you guys were there a little bit older. But I, and then as I got older myself, I found that like the gaps got. Oh, how am I trying to say? Like now, when I was thirty and thirty-one, and I didn't find. I, even though I, I knew I was a leader, but the young kids are so confident these days. And then it's just like the old that old school mentality where the older boys are sort of yeah, yeah. Like shit and they're rough with you. Those days are gone. Like it's all sort of different now. You know what I mean? But. Mm. You know, Timmy, you come it's through that. It's so different, man. It's so years, different, yeah. Two years before me, like, they'd be like, they just talk down you and you just... You cop it. You're around, around yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas that, these days, it's, it's not like that, you know what I mean? It's completely changed, you know what I mean? So, um, I think I was probably one of the last sort of generations, like, those years coming through where the leadership group, like, you looked up to them, like, in awe of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, um, the kids these days are that confident. By the time they get into first... Oh, group, I know. Like, if yeah. I... If I yeah, some of these kids in the game, they don't, like, look at Jill, Jill Brown and stuff yeah. and Para, like, they just come in and just they're just playing footy and they're seeing what they they see the they see something and they just say yeah, I'm going for it and I, I respect them for it because I've been in those positions where you know the highest level where I'm like oh I should kick you if you go in the short side and I've just panicked thought no don't stuff it up and that's yeah. probably what set me back from going that next level where these guys just go you know what I'm going for it and nine times out of ten they pull it off and they just got such a confidence in the young guys and I respect them for it because I was never like that you know I yeah. back myself but they, yeah. yeah they're just so, they're on a different level these days they just they're unbelievable athletes. But you, you did have strength. Like you're, in terms of like mental toughness, you're one of the m- most mentally tough guys we had in the squad. Where did that come from? Like that, that like you talked about being fit. When it came to the off season, you'd do stuff like you'd put your body through some silly stuff, man, and always like be the top 
you know, the fitness stuff um, and just will always push yourself? Where, where did that come from mentally? Um, I, just, I think I'm just a sore loser, to be honest. Like, that's probably <laughs> what it was. Like, I, I'm still a sore loser now. Like, no one, no one will play me in cards on Monopoly. My family will flip the table for I lose. Like, so <laughs> I think it, got, it, gets to, it gets to that point where I push myself so hard in the break and then I don't want to lose anyone. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, that's yeah. why I like it. Um, yeah, some years it really worked. Some years it led to my performances. And then some years I trained like Tarzan and played like Jane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Killed it through preseason, got to the season and just didn't perform. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I'm a big believer in preseason. It puts you in the best position. You know you've done the work, so then there's no excuses. You know what I mean? Would you um, ever look at doing like uh, coaching or stuff like that? Side? Like now, you're just hearing you talk about preseason that. Would you ever get on the outside of the fence? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the the head coaching job as a, something I'd ever want. Yeah. But no, mate, the, I, I remember seeing um, freaking uh, who was it? Ice Isaac John and um, the scope the other day talking about it about the assistant coach role. Like it's, what a gig! That'd be that'd be it's the best gig because you know you, you know it's like they're one of the boys but they yeah. also help you out and I think I'd be good at that and I I, I end up before I signed when I was at Power we had that salary cap drum. Remember I was coaching the thirteenth team. That's right. Week, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was coaching the boys and I was loving that. Yeah. And then I freaking say bye to them after like six rounds. So, yeah. Because uh, I, even though I couldn't, I, I know footy. I've known footy for a long time. And I can, I just physically couldn't do the things I can see. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like Caden Swift can see it and then he can do it. I'm just not skillful enough to be able to see it. Like, what, you know, I can visualize it, but I just, I'm just not good enough at doing it. You know what I mean? So, I, I think coaching would be fun. But, um, yeah, it just comes down. Because I want to do a strength conditioning, but I realize these days it's. Yeah, the old strength conditions, they just freaking did a course 10, 20 years ago. They're your strength yeah, coach. Yeah. These days, you've got to go to uni and do four years of it. Like, I'd yeah. barely pass year 10, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> street smart. Not, not, not street smart, not book smart. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think just being involved in rugby league in some capacity, I, I think I couldn't I could not be, you know what I mean? Like, it has to be something. Even if it's coaching my kids or something, like, I just, I love footy too much, you know what I mean? To not, yeah. to not want to be involved in it in some capacity. Like, I don't know. Somewhere, hopefully in the future, I can sort that out. Yeah. Mate, you spoke before about like getting chewed up and spat out over England and over in NRL a little bit. How did how did you cope with that mentally? Because like, mate, every, every player we speak to a lot of boys that have recently retired. We, we speak to guys that every player's got a story. Every player obviously, you know, wishes that things were a bit different towards the end of their career. But how did you cope with all the the changes and the, the moving around and, and that feeling of like you know, oh, well, this place doesn't want me like that 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 feeling of not being wanted by the club. How do you do that mentally? Yeah. Oh, it was hard for us. After the Titans finished, when I got, to- I knew I wasn't going to be. I knew Holbrook wasn't a massive. He's a great guy. We had him in. He was at twenty. Yeah, yeah, I remember he was at Parramatta. Like, yeah, yeah. I was in the squad. He was there. He was a lovely fellow, really smart coach. Him and Jimmy Dimmick, like, and Jimmy Lenahan. They got a great coaching crew there, so they're going to go really well. And I hope they do. But I just knew early on I wasn't. Uh, but he had so much respect for me, just because he knew I'd been around a long time. But I just knew I wasn't going to be in his system. So, um, but then when the season finished. Man, we had we had that mad Monday drink. I remember I started road run on the Wednesday, three days later, and, and I trained literally five days a week, six days a week, up until I went to England in April because I thought it's coming. My manager would be like, "Man, you got to meet with Kevin Walters, blah blah," and then it fall through. Then Dragons were keen, and then um, then freaking Hook signed Andy Simon McCulloch, and I I didn't go there because he signed McCulloch. Yeah, yeah, just like yep. just kept being, it was like a domino effect. Just kept missing out on opportunities. But I just kept training, and then went to England. I was like, "We'll go here for three or four years, and we'll we'll finish off over here." And then the same thing happened, but it was more on a dip over financial, you know, over money and quota spots. So after that, I was real. I was a bit bit down after that. I was like, "Jesus Christ, how did this just happen? Like, I just got pushed out twice." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I had any advice for some for the young kids, it'd be 
you know, just stay on top of it because remember these we used to have those chats like I can end tomorrow, boys, and be like, oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. yeah. It literally, it literally did. It literally did because I always thought unless I'm going to get serious injury, which I've actually had, but I'll always be right, you know. And then you're 25, you're like, nah, I've got another seven years left, and you're 27, you're like, oh, I've got another five years, and then it literally went turn 30, finish at Titans. I turned finished season, turned thirty a month later, and just went bang, bang, back to back years, and I'm sitting here back in Australia now, in mid May, thinking, like, I know I can still play. I'm only thirty one. I can't believe it's happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, those old players, they tell you, you know, enjoy it, you know, get ready because it goes quick. Yeah, yeah, what an old boy! Like, you feel like you'll play forever. Yeah. It, it, it honestly does, and I, yeah, and it just. I can understand the NRL with the Super League one really. That probably hurt me more because we took my whole family over and I was actually playing well at a good club. But it gets dictated um, what passport you have, not the quality of player you are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because there's only seven quotas per team. So if they've already got seven, you can't squeeze in because they've already got seven. They'd have to move one on, you know? So, yeah. And then, yeah. Then you see a lot of guys only like, oh, why has he got signed for the NRL? But he's only played, you know, but then you think, oh, he's 25 and played 20 NRL games and he's signed in the Super League. But when you're 25, you're in your prime playing in the best competition in the world. So you can't really compare, you know, like... Yeah, well, speaking of squeezing yeah, in, like, like, I remember you were, um, like, I've just gone back for your days at Parry and looking back then, but, you know, I, I personally thought you were getting groomed to be, like, the, you know, the next captain and, you know, next, you know, we're kind of building a club around some key players, you know, you were there, Foz was there. What was that like when you when you kind of got, you know, had a couple of days to kind of make a decision and uh, what was it like to go through as a family? Oh, the salary cap thing? Oh, just, like, having to, having to move so quickly, like, you... I remember it was oh like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we, I, I remember I played City Camp with Gutho, and then we played City, and then we went to train on the Tuesday, and then um, the Tuesday night I, I got like whiff of it sort of, and then yeah, found out. And then on then on the Thursday I come in and done captain's run still, and then my manager rang me that night and said, "Mate, you're going to have to take it. Titans have offered you 18 month deal, but Power have got no money for next year. So even if you say, I remember you ring me saying we'll play for no points. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. We want you. We don't want you to do it. And I was like, and then the manager said, "Mate, if you stay." They're not going to be able to offer you any money next year, which means you'll be stuffed and you'll, you'll have nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, sweet. So, I took the Titans deal. I remember we were all crying. It was me, Junior Bolo, uh, Junior Paulo, um, Tax, all in the same unit block. Uh, Ju- there, hey, you know? Junior Bolo, not Paulo. Junior Bolo, Bolo. Uh, um, yeah, and it was so, um, so, upset, so upsetting. That's when you played that Friday night against South. And then, yeah. you know, I was heartbreaking. Went to Gold Coast. And then the worst thing was, the worst thing ever was, six weeks later, Foz, Foz freaking... Oh, no. He, <laughs> I he stood down for mental things or whatever and cleared up $1.2 million of salary cap and power went and signed 12 players for next year. I was like, oh, if we just waited six more weeks, we would have been out of space. Yeah, I, so, I still, I still but, can't believe we, we, we try to like go ahead with it. Like, There's no way we're going to make finals. So that's no, I know, but yeah. yeah. But I can't regret it because I ended up going up there. With, yeah. um, I had two more had two more kids. Like Harlan and Goldie wouldn't be born if I didn't go there. I made Origin. So if I would have stayed, that might not have happened. Obviously, my two kids who I have here looking at right now, they wouldn't be the kids that they are. You know what I mean? 100%. Exactly. Speaking of one, he's got his toothbrush in the freaking trampoline. Harlan, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, speaking mate. of challenging times, um, you know, I've heard a few rumours around the around the sheds that um, you and you and Timmy Manor had a run-in one day and it, it actually ended up in a fisticuffs. Mate, he had a run-in with everyone, this bloke. Mate, tell us, tell us what happened. Mate, uh, Timmy, I remember, you know what, Darcy last week brought this up a few weeks ago. Remember the time you fought, remember the time you tried to fight the nicest bloke in the world? <laughs> uh, I can't remember what happened. Um, maybe I was a bit of a Harry Hardy, but all I remember was I get tackled and out of nowhere, these guys come from behind me and just whacked me after I got tackled. Like, what the? <laughs> well, I'm guessing... Oh, mate, no, I, I, had a, I had a run in with everyone in pre-season. When it gets really heated towards the season time, 
you know, it's footy time, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I spoke about that at the start really, of the year. Everyone's tense and, yeah, it's like, it's like mid-January, early, like just before the nine, the nines weren't even there actually or they might have just been fun and everyone's keen and then you're doing a post session and someone runs a bit hard or does something, you just, you just get into it. And it was, I remember one time I tried to whack Junior Paulo my first year. I, tried to whack him. I, I didn't know who he was. You know, he's only a young fella. And then the next run, the next set, um, who was it? Freaking, oh, I forget it. He got absolutely smoked by Junior because Junior was that angry at me because I wasn't running. And I was thinking, geez, I remember I had a fight with Kenny Edwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I went to Tynes out of here. Just because well, I'm competitive. So when, Darcy can't talk, mate. What about him and his, <laughs> his teammate, Corey Norman? How good was that in the bus? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> we had a ride oh, in, uh, in um, Seattle, in Seattle. That's right. Uh, we'll say that for uh, off, air, off air, Benny. No, no, oh, you're killing me. We'll move on. We'll move uh, on. Now, we're at the part of Tom the Show, mate. There's not long left, but this is a Tom the Show that all our listeners tune into and get excited about. It's it's exclusive. It's our 60-second Blitz with Blitz. Yeah. Now, listen, now, listen, mate, I'm just going to fire a few questions at you. You've got to give us your, your first answer that comes to your head, okay? Yep, sweet. What did you get in trouble? Uh, what did you get in trouble for most as a kid? What when I was a kid? Yeah. Oh, mate, kicking the foot in the house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, you you can get on a plane with a few of your mates. What what destination are you going to? You can go anywhere. Vegas. Oh, oh Vegas. yes. Have you done Vegas before? I've done Vegas uh, about ten years ago. I want, one more, I want one more crack at it. <laughs> 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 Um, what would be the, the weirdest habit that you have? Um, don't know if I can say that on the phone. I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Do you do any pre-game thing that would be unique to you? Um, I, I've been having the same dinner since I've been 15 years old. I know. A, lot, a lot of people have passes, but I literally have the same one every year for the last 16, 17 years. Before a game? So, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the dinner? Oh, you see a place in Timmy, you know, no names in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Schnitzel pasta combo. Oh. Yeah, but now we now we my, my wife went there last night with our family, but now I do home versions. But yeah, it's still the same. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Now, That's actually one of my favourite dishes, by the way, Schnitzel and pasta. I like my missus make it as well. Yeah. yeah. Now we we get a lot of high level, high performance athletes on this show, and I, we ask them all the same question: Do you sleep in the same bed with your wife or partner the night before a game? Nah. Oh, yeah, wow. thank you. Thank you. There you go. Wow, another <laughs> right, one. what about, out of all people, Daniel Alvaro? He, uh, he is still Who's sleeping. That? Daniel Alvaro? Yeah. Chugger? Yeah. Chugger is now still, yep. his kid is 14 months old and he's still in the spare room. Like, Jeez, full, full time. Not, 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 not for a game. Like, full time. He's... <laughs> He goes, I'm actually trying to get back in my bedroom. My missus, nah, nah, I'm, the, the baby's comfortable in here. <laughs> yeah, you brushed it out, you brushed it out. Yeah, buddy, mate, I'm, I've always been, always, my missus has always been understanding, so she's sweet as, but yeah, she's in the spare room. With, I'm in the spare room, usually leaving her in the room with the baby, always. Yeah, nice. Mate, what's the best investment you've ever made? Um, My first unit, bought, I bought a unit in Sydney before it hit the, before it skyrocketed and then sold it when it did, so oh, set nice. me and my family up for set me and my family up forever. Nice, there you go, nice. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Careful. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, just, oh, it wasn't a bad date, but just you know when you go on a date and you just you just you find just when they say something, they this girl said something that it just triggered. Like I was like, oh, she's just lunatic, and then I just yeah, this couldn't get out work. of there. Soon. Couldn't couldn't get out of there as fast. You know, they I mean? just, oh. just just in my head, I just got through it and just left. But 
Yeah, you know those ones they just say something and you're like, oh gosh, I've got to get yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Now you can you go to the movies, you can choose two things from the candy bar. What are you choosing? Uh, boysenberry choc top. Oh, very specific. And, uh, and a popcorn, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Do you um, dip the choc top in the popcorn? Yeah, yeah, you take all the chocolate off and you dip it oh, in there. Oh, yeah. okay, you know. So yeah, you know. I thought... Well, the other one, you go a pack of mold, pack, hot popcorn, pack of Maltesers, yeah. Maltesers in the popcorn. Yeah, there it is, the there it is. There it is, that's oh, my go-to. Yeah. Go yeah. yeah, I just want to go now. Yeah, I will want <laughs> Yeah. Are you uh, done? That's all I got. Yeah. You're done. You want some more? <laughs> no, nah, I'm happy, man. I'm good. We've uh, we're, we've actually run out of time for the show, but hey, Petey, I just want to firstly thank you for jumping on the show. Yes, thank you. Secondly, nah, I'm, I, I can't actually explain how much of, of, like, I really enjoyed playing alongside you, and I've got no doubt you, you'll find somewhere to play, but, and I hope you play somewhere that you really enjoy and, and have fun at. But you're, one, you're actually incredibly on the field, very selfless in terms of you'd always hunt the work for yourself. You give people around you a break so the middles around you really appreciate that. But you're also very fun to be around. You're a great human being. I can't wait to see what you get up to next and we'll uh, be watching eagerly here at SEN, mate. So yeah. thanks for your time and we can't uh, wait to uh, see what happens next, mate. I appreciate the kind words, Timmy. Nice talking to you boys. Eh? Have a good afternoon. Cheers, Ledge. Thank Cheers, you. Guys. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.